Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to day four of Guitar Nerd's Gear of the Year 2017. <laughs> I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined this evening by Matt Knight, oh God. Jay Cross, <laughs> yeah. and Joe Branton. Oh, hi. I, just, uh, I was looking at the list that we're about to go over and just laughed because I was like, I can see exactly where it's going to end up. After what is going on? After yesterday's uh, <laughs> very exciting, <laughs> very, very exciting uh, pedal, best pedal uh Showdown. Jay Cross threatened us all with a knife he after did. he went off air. He did. He cut me in many places. Listen, it's painful. And here, here and here. You signed the waiver when you walked into the house. So what we did yesterday, we were going to be doing 2017's best gear of 2016 as well, but the pedal conversation took so long that actually we're going to do this. I think it's nice to use the word conversation. Yeah, it's it a conversation. Feels, it makes it feel. It went away from le- conversation towards the end. Than it actually was. When does a conversation become an argument? Mm. That's my. Uh... When Joe Brennan walks into the room. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. God, he's steaming drunk. It's unbelievable. Um, three categories to ta- tackle tonight. Then 2017's best gear of 2016, um, best accessory and best bass thing. Now I think. Because when we're recording this, obviously we've just recorded yesterday's episode. Um, not to spoil the magic, but we're not doing these every day. We're doing them in one long We're hit. actually waking up in the morning uh, th- before work and recording them. Yeah, yeah, right. I think we need to blow off some steam uh, by doing 2017's best gear of 2016. Because these guitars don't go through to the final. Uh, or these, these items don't go through to the final round no. uh, this year. Um, and we've got a huge long list of basically everything that was on gear of the year last year. I propose to blow off a little bit of steam to get some energy back in the room is we just say yes or no. Energy! Does it stay on the list or does it not stay on the list? Yep. So, I'm going to run down the list and I want you guys to... So what are we doing? We're cutting down to a top five again? Exactly. Cutting down to a top five and then we can... I can't uh, remember what the top five was last year. In fact, I'm not going to look... No, don't let don't it. Look. Don't look. Yeah. Don't don't. Don't want it to sully we, my. Oh, what? Are we just saying a random yes or no without knowing the product? Yeah, no, okay. that's not what we're doing. <laughs> um, for people who don't know, by the way, 2017's best gear of 2016 is us looking back on what we uh, awarded, gave awards last year, and was it the top two? Of I every think it's category? the top. Th- no, because there's like there's. I think it's the top five of every category. Um, it is. And so what we'll do is we'll go through those and we'll just basically say. Yes or no. So these are the things that won awards last year. Do they hold up 
this year should we have given them an award or yeah. not so it's going to be quick fire we're going to cut them I'm going to actually delete them from the spreadsheet which is you know crazy we didn't give them an award last year though they just not all of them or the, no they ended up in the top five last year yeah okay for fine. their respective categories so I'm going to go through I'm going to say a thing and I need a there's three of you so I'm gonna, I need at least two yeses to keep it on okay so Reverend Billy Corgan Peace yes of no no. Whoa. Cold. Gretch Streamline. Are you not getting involved in this? I mean, I should. I kind of feel like I can veto if I need to. And I sort of think I should do for the big Billy Corgan because it was our best guitar last year, I think. Um, Maybe we should leave the top the top ones in there. Nice, no, because it's, it's, it's too difficult to do that now. We should have thought it through at the oh, time. I can't change it. No, no, no. I just mean, I don't know if we can do that because... I don't think it's quite as easy as that, is it? Unless well, it's actually, just the, f- the one at the bottom, I think we added in last minute. Yeah, so, okay, I'm going to leave it to you guys. Okay, and- okay. I think that's fair. Then then it means there's no stalemate. And also could throw some curveballs in there. Joe Brandon's messing with the spreadsheet. Leave it alone. So, right, Reverend Billy Corgan. No. No. Yes. It's gone. Gretsch Streamliner Double Cut. No. 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 Gone. Music Man Cutlass. No. Yes. No. That's gone. PRSCE24. No. 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 It's gone. Fender American Offset Telecaster. Yes. No. 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 Outrageous. <laughs> Blimey. Boss Katana 50. Yes. 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 Okay. Honeyboy 5 Watt. Yes. No. No. Gone. DV Mark Gen 15. Yes. No. Gone. Fender Bass Breaker 007. Yes. Staying. PV6405 Piranha. No. No. Gone. Echoline Roadrunner. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. 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 No. Yes. No, I'm kidding. Yes, obviously. T-Rex Replicator. Yes. No. Yes. Wait, that was two yeses. Yeah. Okay. Walrus 385 Overdrive. Yes. 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 Staying. X5 Golden Brownie. Yes. 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 Two Notes LeClean. No. Yes. Yes. Staying. Tech 21 Bass Fly Rig 5. No. 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 Big no. Boss BC1X. No. I don't even know, know what that is. It's the, it's bass, the bass compressor. Oh, no. <laughs> I've got it on my board. You said chorus. Oh, dear. It's a compressor. <laughs> Gone. No. Mark Bass Nano Mark 300. No. Seymour no. Duncan Studio Bass Compressor. No. no. Fender Flea Jazz Bass. No. no. Rockstock Bright Switch. No. 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 Barefoot Buttons. No. Yes. Jay? Uh, yes, actually. Kay. Yeah. Boss ES5. No. No. Oh, it's, Matt said no. It's gone. <laughs> Blake Apex Guitar Case. No. no. Gone. Strymon Zuma. Yes. No. no. Gone. Ernie Ball. Why is the James Valentine? Because oh, that's the. That was the one that we felt like. That's something that we. We, we put in before we started this podcast, but didn't put it in that's, last year's that's conversation. The James Valentine. That's, that's, the, not that's the US one. That's one that we didn't put in last year. Can we do that? I think this has got to be based on what we no, talked about we did last that with, year. No, because we did that with the St. Vincent. Vincent. The St. Vincent. Okay, fine. For so 2015. Okay, so where, where are we at with this list? Let me just So basically, what we've done there is we have cut every guitar except that one was that in, wasn't on the list every guitar we've cut every bass product <laughs> we've, we've kept every pedal okay and then I also that's a telling every- sign of exactly what kind of people we are yeah. <laughs> okay so there's now eight products the only Paul James Valentine the Boss Katana 50 the Fender Bass Breaker 007 Echoline Roadrunner TC Re- T-Rex Replicator Walrus 385 Overdrive X5 Golden Brownie Two Notes LeClean and Barefoot Buttons I we've think got, I've got a top five. We've got to lose three. What are we saying? You've got to lose three? Yeah. I'm going to go through it again, and bear in mind that you've got to cut three. You've got to say yes or no. Okay. Ernie Ball James Valentine? No. 
Yeah. Wait, well, we, wait, we start, saying to cut no, no, or no, no. Should we start or? having a conversation about it now? No, I think we need to trim. I'm not sure this is great radio. Okay. This is like that. This is, this like is, that this show. is just the quickfire round. <laughs> Are we okay. saying yes to cut or yes to keep? Yes to keep. Okay. Right. Only will James Valentine. Yes. yes. No. Boss Katana 50. Yes. yes. Fender Bass Breaker 007. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, Echo Line Roadrunner. Yes. yes. T Rex Replicator. No. 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 Oh, it's gone. First one. First casualty. So you've got two more to lose. Warriors 385 Overdrive. No. no. Wait, what was that, no, Joe? Yes. I said no. Uh, yes. I also said no. And I actually plugged it in again. And as much as I love it, it isn't as good as the Roadrunner. It's gone. One more to lose. X5 Golden Brownie. Yes. 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 Okay. Two Notes Laclean. No. Mm. <laughs> it's very, very good for what it is. I don't think it's. No. I'm going to go. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say two no's. It's gone. Okay. It's gone. So we've got that's five. six products. Is it? I thought it's. I thought it was yeah. six. Because oh, I was going to say no to the next one. I no. I disagree. I think the barefoot buns have been fantastic. Yeah, but I th- actually, I, the guy's probably going to hate me for this. I actually prefer the Moor candy toppers. Oh, Matt, oh, no, Matt, no, you cannot do that. I okay. have seen so many barefoot buttons on yeah. pedal boards, and that's I, what I was thinking. That's why I have just, to say they've the problem exponentially is, I just, grown. I just think lot. they're too much money. They are expensive, and I think the thing is, is and I know I'm someone who likes gimmicks, but for me, they are too much money. Right, for if, what they are. Okay, so let's go around the room. If you had to lose one from that list, what would it be, JB? The only ball James Valentine. Okay, the American. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm only kidding. I'm just playing. I know it's a really average guitar. Uh, the um, <laughs> crap. Actually, it, it could be that. That's a, such a strong list. Um, oof. I think that the thing is, I think the Barefoot Buttons are a great product. I just, I don't think they would necessarily gear of the year. And some people love them, and some people want them. But they're on so many boards. Though. That's the I, thing. I think, I think it were. If we, if I am talking, actually going to go only ball James Valentine. If we're talking <laughs> about what stood up from last year, the amount of boards that those are still yeah. on. Com- you completely. Completely. It's a retrospective. That's what this is. They have stood the test of a year. Like everyone really? has barefoot buttons. Yeah. Damn. Just look at a pedal board on pedal board. Yeah. There's so Everyone's many. Everyone's got barefoot buttons yeah. now. Yeah. Matt Knight, Fair if enough. you had to lose one of those, well, barefoot buttons. Yeah. Jay Cross. Um. Considering that this is 2017's best gear of 2016 and we have to take into account what has come out this year as well as how these products have aged. I see where you're going with this. Echoline. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Because you think the Everest Drive is better than the Roadrunner. I think that the Everest Drive is better than the Roadrunner and given a year's hindsight, I think the Golden Brownie probably should have beaten the Echo Line first time around. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because the thing is, I've... the Golden Brownie has become, it's become, and you know, I realise that we're just going down the route of saying it's just another drive pedal, but the Golden Brownie has, has stood the test of time for the last year as but the as the budget drive you, pedal yeah, but we compare that, everything against. But on that, the Everest Drive is better than the Golden okay, Brownie. Okay, so the... So the, I don't think... the don't, Yes, it is, but... The but it's not just about that. The X5 Golden Brownie has kind of coined the phrase that Jay used earlier, which I think is something we've come back to. But is it better than the Golden Brownie? Yeah, which is which has almost become the industry standard of how mm. you judge a drive pedal. And we're not saying in the same the way there, as there are better ones, but 
but damn, like if if you if you're making a drive pedal, it has to be as good as or better. Well, than I guess I guess for me, I'm I'm biased towards Roadrunner because like I said I bought one and I've yeah, had yeah, it on my board absolutely. for the entire year. But we have referred to the Golden Brownie more, yeah, in the last year of podcasts, and we probably have the Roadrunner. Right, here's one for you. Um, so that was Ernie Ball James Valentine, yeah, Barefoot Buttons. Echoline Roadrunner. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the early Ball James Valentine. And well, see, for the same for reason. the same reason, I, and yeah. I completely agree. Completely which, agree. Which is what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, I I realised that halfway through the sentence. Actually, I'm going to yeah. say take that off because the new the one, the new one is, is so, so good. It's yeah. so good. And even I said it earlier. Totally, it's, it's gone. Which um, I'm going to, and this this set next sentence was going to, probably going to be inevitable, but. My favourite out of all of that <laughs> is going to be the Katana 50. And actually, do you know what? I I I lived in Japan. That was the only bit of kit I had, and it was absolutely Get, super. I, and I and I think no amp has caused more of a stir yeah. in the entire community he is than the Katana 50. You are absolutely right. I I don't think we've ever seen and do you know what? anything happen occur quite like. And if we talk the, about the, 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 no one expected in the last to. in the last. 15 years probably yeah, yeah. but no one expected this to like even when you especially when people saw yeah. it like this is done well despite of its look well and also well, because you've got to think that what came before it was the katana head and cabs which i mean matt you commit, the, commit no not katana wazacraft no, the wazacraft yeah. with, with the same looks you know that were really expensive yeah. and you know i don't think set the world alight correct me if i'm wrong no, but i think the thing is that that was more of the development project. Yeah, totally. The, the, the crazy thing is, and this is one thing that even shocked me um, in September when we had like a meeting, is that talking about the community, the, the gear page, which is one of the biggest online guitar mm-hmm. forums, the number one talked about product is Katana 50. Mm-hmm. It's it the Katana. Had, it's had that, the thread has had one million views. Yeah. I, I, and that is, to me, I'm like, I, even when I, this product came out, I had no idea that it would be this popular. Mm-hmm. How about we start putting these in an order? I'm going to say Katana 50 is number one in that because I think it, there's no denying the impact that that product has yeah. had mm. um, on the kind of gear world. I'm going to say that in fourth, uh, Golden Brownie, I think, has in to second. be second. I agree, yeah. I agree. Yeah. We've okay. all agreed that that is a fantastic product. Um, I think that Barefoot Buttons probably... I don't know. I think Barefoot Buns. I think Barefoot Buns is probably number three, honestly. For the yeah, amount, I, I think so I because I think the base breaker is is only kind of still here because we haven't talked about it. Yeah. So if, 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 yeah. if that makes sense, I, like, I think. No, product, I think the base breaker is fantastic, and yeah. the 007 I still think is is the the pick of the bunch Absolutely. because it, it offered something at that real a real nice. Uh, it it was what everyone had been crying out for. It was a Fender amp. At a really low wattage. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's great. However, I think the barefoot buttons. I mean, I don't think I don't think we can we can be. Uh, don't think anyone's going to mind us saying that when we first saw the barefoot buttons, we saw these and we were just like, "What on earth is this rubbish that yeah. we've been sent? What is this? This is a joke." And it's gone above and beyond what we thought at the time. And Completely I agree. And that's why I love this category so much. Is that it gives us the chance to look at what we said last year and think oh we How were complete we always idiots <laughs> complete idiots just for not mi- for missing what a great product we're, that was at the time I th- I'm all about it I think they're fantastic do you know what was funny is I think the Katana 50 nearly didn't make it onto well, the list no no I no the we Katana talk- 50 didn't make it on the list you you suggested the Blues Cube Hot should be on yeah. there and right at the last minute I said I think the Katana's a better yeah. amp 
and then everyone else went oh yeah it's a better app but I guess at the time and this is the thing because it had only just come out because it came out in September yeah 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 we didn't know where we were it didn't really take it hadn't really taken off and I don't think it really took off until the new year no no one realised that you could use it live (laughs) yeah yeah. that was what changed it because everyone thought it was just a practice app which it, it kind of isn't how would everyone feel because there was also you know just looking at this list here Echoline Roadrunner we almost didn't have it in this top five so how does everyone feel about that being fifth the base breaker 007 being fourth yep. in this list. I mean, I'd have it the other way, but I'm I'm not fussed if, if Matt agrees. Matt's going to want it the other way. Echo, sorry, Echo Line fourth. Fifth, yeah, fifth. I was going to say fifth. I, I, I would have the Echo Line fourth. Yeah, I would have if, the Echo Line fourth. I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I'll, I'll go with that. I'll say Considering that's, that one of the four of us bought one bought and one. had it. Yeah. And has actually had that idea for a that's year. That's a good point. So there we go. We're... 15 minutes into this podcast and we've got a top five already for 2017. I know that no one's got bloody nose or anything. I know, exactly. But things are getting a bit heated. You know, I think yeah. that was... Um, getting there. I think the the top five, relatively obvious though. It definitely. It, you can Considering... Tell- there's a lot of stuff that didn't stand the test of even 12 months, you know, that mm. you wouldn't really even look at. And it was it was an easy number one because the Katana 50 has done so well this year. Um, I mean, I'd have put the offset telly up at number one. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. But, um, I'm just, there were some shockers in there, though. Reverend going out straight away. Well, I mean... We I, fought hard for that. I really yeah, like that. Well, I, as, you know, uh, I didn't. I really like that. Either. I really, I really like that. You did at the time. Oh. Joe, no, I hated Brand- it. Branton oh, was okay. against it. It was me and Matt that really fought hard for the Billy uh, yeah. Billy Corgan. So there we go. Uh, 2017's best gear of 2016. Uh, the Fender Basebreaker 007 at number five. Echolone Roadrunner at number four. Barefoot Buttons at number three. X5 Golden Brownie at two. And the Boss Katana 50 at number one. So should we move on to some real uh, categories? Things that will actually make it through to uh, the final this year. Yes. Um, first up, the best uh, bass thing. Joe Branton. Best bass thing. Is, did you just call Joe Branton the best bass thing? No, he's definitely not. Thanks, babe. He gets number five on the list. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to rely on you heavily on this one because I think yeah. all of our access well, to bass you know is... We should still go around the room so everyone should look something up. No, the first thing on this list I've actually spent a bit of time with. Okay, go on then. So the first thing on the list is the Taylor GS Mini Bass. Yeah. Tell us about it. I saw this when I went to a shop in Denmark Street and I had a big uh, Taylor display and I was like oh GS Mini Bass everyone's been raving about them everyone seems they can't seem to get any in stock and I picked it up and honestly someone had to pry it from my hands really? it is so much fun that I might buy one (laughs) okay Um, so basically the GS Mini which I think we can probably say kind of changed the way that people were buying like mini guitars yeah Mm -hmm. Like I think it's the the best mini guitar that you acoustic you can buy that's not a travel instrument. Yeah. Uh, in terms of sound, I just really think- you you think that over the the little the uh, little Martin. I think they're better. Oh, they're- it's so much better than the little Martin. Yeah. Cool. The construction, everything is absolutely amazing, and they've basically ported that to the bass. Um, it's a basically a non-cutaway Martin. I don't know. Is it Gra- um, sorry, Taylor. Martin Taylor. Martin Taylor. Um, is it? I don't know if they called it like a grand orchestra. Like the they do. Yeah, one? that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, grand auditorium. Grand auditorium. That, I can't remember. Never remember. It, it's the, the, the curviest of all yeah. the acu- uh, Taylor acoustic um, shapes. Yeah, with a decent um, inbuilt pickup preamp system. But I think it sounds great acoustically, which is the main way that I tried it. But just so easy to play. And for someone like me, who's a guitar player, not a bass player, to just pick up and go. This is so much fun. I've just I thought it was 
absolutely brilliant. It sounded great, played great. The only downside is it uses a very specific set of strings that they've made with uh, Elixir just for the With Daddario. Is it with Daddario? Yeah, Daddario ah, made okay. the strings, yeah. I remember it, that's interesting because Taylor had a... They had a with Elixir, yeah. yeah that's yes, what, they do, yeah, the, which is why this is such a, a unique... Yeah, but you have but, yeah. to buy those strings. You can't put that's right any because other it's an on. extra, extremely short scale, and they are also brass strings, as is. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, Grand Symphony, and of course, GS six Sorry. six nine nine. Okay, interesting. Um, that you say that like it's not very much money. That's quite a lot yeah. of money. I, I don't think it is. Personally, all right, money bags. Well, you know, I can't help it. I'm minted, all right? <laughs> the thing with these instruments is that they do straddle the line. You know, they're not a cheap... You know, it's not a travelling acoustic bass you want to take down the beach. It's it's a proper recording instrument yeah. and yeah. gigging instrument. With its own unique sound. <clears throat> yeah, so I can see why it's that kind of money. Um, I wouldn't expect them... Obviously, you know, Taylor are not going to put out something super cheap that's not going to be very good. They just don't really work yeah. like that. So 699 doesn't surprise me at all. It's when we get down to the bare bones of this list is a six, is a 700 pound acoustic bass going to hang on this list well you, let's find out are you ready for this go on y'all ready for this go on say peace the Taylor GS mini bass not fit for purpose it sucks you Why? can't have basses that short scale. Why? You, the but Matt said it sounds amazing. Rubbish. Loves the intonation it. doesn't work, or at least I couldn't get it to. The but strings that's probably are just your so playing. floppy. It's unbelievable. It's probably your playing. Yeah, but I think yeah. that's what makes it so good for people who just want to pick it up and play who aren't bass players because it's just, it feels easy to play. Man, I just think... Do you, I, I don't know who it's aimed at. I don't know what its purpose is. I couldn't work that out. Like, if you want a small bass you know if, if if you want something tiny maybe get a, a, a uke bass at least they still sound like a bass like brass strings don't work at the best of times on basses it's a bit of a like an acoustic bass is an oxymoron at best anyway because you know you still have to plug it in to make it loud enough to hear and i thought again this is just extremely quiet i couldn't really play this unplugged because the concept doesn't work a sound whole bass acoustic instrument with bass yeah, I don't think you is not a functional thing I don't think you'd necessarily gig with it but just to sit at home and jam with it by yourself just like play some bass I think I think that's great I mean with that in mind that is quite a lot of money I guess but then it, yes. you know, it does have a really but good preamp again, in I, there, I, so. half the time I play my James Valentine I don't plug it in because I can't plug sure. my amp in half sure. the time so sure. I think you know if a guitar sounds great acoustically that's a, I think a big plus point yeah maybe I was just uh, I expected to really like this and I, I just thought for seven hundred pounds, I thought it played terribly. I don't think they've thought it through, and I, I don't think it stands up to the rest of the GS Mini line, which I think are a really great range of instruments. This just seems like it's had no thought into it. I, I strongly disliked this instrument. Wow, interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. So, um, what do you want to talk about then, Joe, on the list? Um, well, well, should we can we can just uh, oh okay. Well, we, we could talk about the. Um, a couple of things that uh, I've I've really liked uh, this year, which were the Fender Offset Mustang bass and the Yamaha BB734. Okay, well, let's talk about the Fender first, the Offset Mustang, which I think you've got, haven't you? Yeah, you've got one of them. Right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what an absolutely cracking instrument. Like I do really love the old bridge on on the on the mustangs and and actually i think it was kind of an, another sort of important thing on the mustangs because they're short scale because the old bridges were were through body 
strung i kind of thought that was sort of quite an important feature so the fact they've changed to a modern p-based bridge kind of didn't make much sense to me but other than that i i sort of think they've done they've modernized it in such a great way by giving it sort of a pj pickup configuration you know great color schemes modern hardware it's just they they've done exactly what james talking about with the with the rest of the offset series they've taken they've taken something that's known for sort of being like a bit quirky and they've made it into a really stand-up stable instrument and for that reason i think it's brilliant i think you're seeing them all over the place as there, well they're in there, lots there of are a lot hands. of people playing them exactly Again, same with the rest of the fender offset series you know it just seems that that's really struck a chord with loads of different types of musicians yeah exactly cool colors like cool colors across the range and just like uh, just everything about this bass is great it's a super cool short scale affordable instrument a wonderful alternative to the precision and jazz bass and it's it, you know f- for the first time it's made the mustang a viable instrument for people who aren't just looking for something like vintage correct I, yeah I, so i i couldn't love it more i think it's just a great simple super cool short scale maybe the best short scale you can get because okay. short scales generally are you're making a trade-off because they're normally old school like a short scale is normally an sg bass and we know you can't make an sg bass sound modern with that big sort of like mud bucker in the neck you know you're going in for a certain sound or what a hofner again like you're going in for a particular a particular sound it's hard to find a short scale bass that will do that modern thing and i think a lot of people do want a short scale bass because you just fly around those things especially the mustang necks they're so quick so yeah just uh i'll be really interested to see what the feedback is from the from you and sort of the market in general with regards to the offset mustang and then the jmj when they land yeah when, when they land because that is it's really interesting that for so long you couldn't get a mustang base or, yeah. or anything fender short scale i mean at one point uh, was it Mike, Mikey Way Mikey Way had his Squire Mikey which had a humbucker yeah, yeah yeah Silver Sparkle Silver Sparkle yeah. with a big humbucker in the mid position you also had the other one the uh, one with the big telly humbucker in the middle what was that what was that range called the modern, modern player? player yeah, yeah okay but you know it's, it seems like there's we've gone from nothing to loads of stuff yeah. available and, and hundreds I, of different mustangs well yeah and i just think especially with the um with th- that the one that you've got because you've got it in, in blue and then the jmj is coming out in blue yeah uh, obviously with the you know there's spec changes there yeah. what's but, price difference couple of hundred yeah i quid. think the, the jmj is going to be like 800 quid yeah. okay. like standard mustang prices whereas the the mustangs are a bit cheaper because they're like priced okay. in line with interesting Mexicans. but it'll be interesting i think people are kind of woke to mustang don't now. say that <laughs> but but i think people are more aware of mustangs than they've ever been so i wonder if the jmj is actually when it does land going to do better than i think previous mustangs have done yeah and they're kind they're of road worn aren't they as well yeah. so road worn yeah very yeah. different beast but yeah the i think the offset mustang is doing pretty much what the offset range in general is doing which is opening up these instruments to a whole different range of players and looking very cool while doing it, I think. Yeah, which is why, really, it should have been, uh, you know, we should have been able to put that in there. <laughs> Still bitter. Um, so, Joe, you and I went to see the Yamaha BB734A uh, at the launch event uh, in Milan back in June. Yeah. Um, and those bases are super cool, building on the kind of old formula of what we know from BB bases. But I think a range that's kind of lost its way fairly recently in that 
you know, they've had those kind of um, proprietary pickups in there, so you couldn't change out pickups in That's there. Right. They also began, you know, that body shape in general is quite big, which is something that they've addressed with this new range. They've slimmed down the body slightly, changed the body shape, so they're not quite so dinner platey, yeah. um, and also added regular shape pickups. So if you ever wanted to do any modding, change pickups, um, they've done that, which addresses two of the complaints of the previous. Um, series now with the um, seven three four as well. It's also active, so powerful active circuit in there as well. Passive as well. Uh, yeah, passive active, active switch. Exactly, a passive or active switch. So it's like a you can bring in the active circuit. It's not reliant on it. Um, and also the other thing is the finish is really good um, because it's not one of the problems I had with the other ones. Although the body finishes were great, I never really liked what they did with the necks. Whereas these, you know, this, the seven three four in particular has got like a matte black finish, um, and the necks feel really good. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about this this base. I love this. Well, I love satin black as a finish. So it, it's it's it, like I think it's brilliant. I think having normal size precision and jazz bass pickups was a, a fantastic move. Um, they kept all the features that were really great about the thousand twenty four and the and the four twenty four series that came before, which were. Things like um, they had quarter sawn maple necks. They had forty five degree angle uh, strung through. Oh yeah, that's uh, so cool. Bridge, yeah. Which was so great, rather than ninety, where you were literally bending a string. Like that's not good for sustain. So the forty five <laughs> degree angle made so much more sense because yeah. the string's only it's it's only bending that. There's that. more contact at the break angle and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. They also added something that I thought was really cool from the Billy Sheehan signature model attitudes, which was was an extra diagonally diagonally drilled um, neck screw. Neck screw. Yeah. So diagonally up through the body into the neck to improve contact. Of course, Billy Sheehan has it because he plays a hard tail and does loads of like. Neck bend, bends. bends the neck yeah. so this actually gives you the option to do that which is great but yeah like everything about this instrument and, and even having active and passive on a 700-ish pound instrument like Fender aren't giving you that op- option until they're sort of 1800 pound or yeah. 1600 pound mark like that, that that was a great touch I just I felt that everything about this range was they had listed like we've mentioned it before but I was invited to go and like offer my thoughts on the new range like three years ago when they were designing and they threw that out they didn't listen to that obviously (laughs) they were like well I mean they could have taken everything that he said to heart and by now he'd have decided that that was all the worst thing possible (laughs) yeah totally yeah yeah is that why they've all got active uh, active circuitry were you into them back at the time (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah I I just think uh, this is the uh, this is a product of Yamaha absolutely listening to players and creating something that is uh, that is what (laughs) <laughs> just listening to players like me yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it was listening to people and and I, I think it's a great product on account of that it's, it's a perfect base for for modern playing tell me a bit a little bit about the mark base evo one which okay. we've seen at a couple of shows we saw at the um london base day yeah that's right um which looking back on it because i couldn't actually remember what this head was and i know that you've listened to it um and i heard it at the show but i haven't heard it since looking back on it i forgot how much stuff there is on the front yeah. panel so it looks I, like a jtm yeah well i actually i got one i got i got them to send me one um for a bit i had to send it back but uh um i thought it was great so the cool thing about the evo one is what they were essentially doing was taking the um they, they were taking the concept of the multi-amp, the DV and, and Mark Bass multi-amp, which was their uh, kind of their sort of Kempery style thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
taking the concept of that and simplifying it for live use because of course you you don't the nature of the display screen on the on the multi-amp and the directional controls meant that there was a lot of like channel hopping it was it was difficult you, you could set up great sounds with it but you had to know what you were doing and it was going to take time it was a bit more than bass players mm-hmm. usually need exactly so this gives you two channels with two inputs and uh um, it has eight different amp presets, which you can change by plugging in the head, but eight different amplifier presets in uh, in each amplifier. And you can run these amps. You can either plug them both in and run them maybe separately through through an ABY or through a pedal board, or you can blend them or, yeah. pl- or play sort of one I or the other. I think that's quite cool. And I, think, I thought that was great. Yeah. See, I was using it. It's I was just a like, mix control on the front, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, it's a little mix control on the front. I love that because I was like, there was an old, like there was a B15, like an Ampeg B15, like old studio amp, super woolly sort of sim on there. And it, it was great. It gave such wonderful, like thick, rich sub. And I could blend that up with like, say, a, a Galeon Kruger uh, sort of uh, emulated sound for all that like brittle top end that I'd still need to cut through a mix. So it was it was like having two bass amps. But well, I was going to say, I mean, the other thing that Mark Bass have always been very good at is supporting upright bass players. You know, their their amps have always been designed with electric and acoustic upright in mind. And they've talked about this before when they've done two channel amps. Is that they want you to be able to take one amp. And have something for your electric bass and your upright bass because I know yeah. a lot of Mark bass player, or a lot of upright players play Mark bass, um, yeah, and they will also over the course of the show also just use a regular electric bass. So I think the idea behind having the two separate ins is that you can just plug two guitars in, and yeah. w- when you're doing your electric set, then you use input one for example, and when you're doing your upright set, you use input two. And with this, it allows you to have two completely different sounding amps. Um, because you've got the kind of the modelling on the separately on the two channels, so I think it's very smart. And for for a player like me as well, you know, I'd quite like to do you know similar to what you just said, Joe, which is you know have a like a B fifteen sound to fill out the bottom end, but then something super cutting for the mm. top end and be able to blend in between the two. Yeah, um, this is a cool bit of kit. It's a great bit of kit. It's kind of like this is all the best bits of like modelling of complicated digital modelling amps but then taking out all the screens, because there's no display screen on this. It's all done with rotaries. Mm, yeah. So it's like a retro-controlled modern digital well, amp, which is perfect. And what it's funny, because you were talking about it, and I was like, I remember you talking about it when I came to, to get to do some demos, and I was like, that is a cool product, and, I, and I, I like the idea of it. And I was like, I can't remember how much it was. I just Googled it, and I was like, 739 quid. Yeah. That's insane to me that seems insane I know Mark Bass have always been really good but that seems insanely good price yeah it's, for it, what you get well that's it it's fantastic it's kind of something that and if you want even more I guess you buy the multi-amp yeah but this exactly. is like this is simple if you want it but you can make your rig far more complex if that's what you need it's exactly. five, 500 watts as well so super powerful or you know powerful enough to um, to do the, do the job and I think Mark Bass are just all about that. They make tools for you to do the job. Um, and like I said, a lot of their players, for a lot of their players, I think this is kind of the best thing that they will have ever made. Because I know a lot of people will take, you know, a little Mark Bass combo and then, you know, they have the they have their electric set and they've got a dialer sounding for that. And then mm. for their upright set, they've got a dialer sounding for that. And this kind of removes the need for that. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's a super awesome product. Headphone yeah. output as well which you can just use to play without a cab. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, nice indeed. Um, one Another product that we keep seeing at shows is uh, Dark Glass Electronics, um, and they released the Alpha Omega this year for bass players. Um, what's the deal with that? 
Well, the, the uh, <laughs> do you know what's funny when we were because we've we've said to the listeners, but we're recording these all all in one. What is now a very long day, but earlier on, right whilst we were podcasting, I had a a, a friend Facebook me and being like, "Oh, did is, can you do any deals on the Alfa Omegas?" And right, it's just yeah. like they yeah, they seem Dark Glass seem to be setting the base world on fire at the moment. Absolutely, and I, I think especially kind of within a lot of the bands that I play with, yeah, everyone's got Dark well, Glass on their. Board I think there's them. a lot of that kind of like tech gen math bands that have a very particular bass sound. I think, and this kind of really dials into that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, like everyone's going for the dark glass preamps. People are retiring their Sans amp tech, their Tech Twenty One Sans amps. Like that is a that's to a me, big this, deal. To that, me, this feels like the new Sans amp. Well, that's it. But that is a huge for the deal. modern bass player. Maybe the, not the someone Sans like amp. Mark and Jay, but maybe for the modern <laughs> bass player. <Hello. laughs> the Sans amp has been the pedal, the absolute number one pedal for all bass players for probably longer than a decade maybe around a decade yeah yeah longer than that oh definitely like 25 years or something yeah Yeah, that's that's it it so for something to be starting to replace that is a massive deal but yeah the the alpha omega omega is uh is 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 slightly different it's um it's a it's two different preamps that that obviously can can be driven can be used as preamps or drives but it's two separate ones that are that sound completely different that you can then blend uh that you can never it's just controlled via one rotary which will give you alpha and omega so you can blend kind of between the two i guess kind of in the same way as an evo as, as we were just talking about yeah, with yeah. the mark base evo one this is essentially that on the floor well do you know what, what sold it to me and i know these two definitely won't like it, but I saw <laughs> I saw Nolly Get Good, who was the bass player for Periphery, demoing it. That's not him. his real name. His, his surname is Get Good, right? Uh, his name's Adam Get Good, but right, Nolly. Okay. But he he actually is an amazing guitar player, and he worked with Bare Knuckle from day one, doing all of their demos and helping oh, design yeah, their okay, yeah, 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 pickups yeah. as well. But he played a Dingwall. Love those basses. Yeah. Um, but he was demoing that Alfa Omega, and I was like, that bass sound is like such an amazing modern bass tone I was like from that one pedal I was like it sounds brilliant that's it and as the bass world moves more into the, the direction that I think the guitar world is going to, towards as well which is having an amplifier that is a completely clean platform yeah. and then doing everything on the floor the Alpha Omega is an absolute yeah. like this means you will sound like this everywhere you go like yeah. it's a completely perfect I think that's the thing is it's not di- you know it will dial in different sounds but once you've nailed your sound this will give you that sound it's, it's that sound amp concept isn't it but yeah. you know taken to a new yeah. quality yeah. level they are expensive be... however go on uh, well I think the Alpha Omega they, there is a new signature model by a bass player I don't know who he is but but that's not the one we're considering for this anyway but um, it is uh, £310 okay. so it is so that, so how that much is a sound amp just as a 199 yeah um, just for no, uh, 209 oh well there we go um, I did say I'd look it up the first sound amp pedal which wasn't the bass one it was the, the guitar version it was 1989 so wow. nearly 30 years ago. The other thing is, we have... You, you say about how you think this might be the new Sans amp. Yeah. We have said this before. Of course. You know, when the MXR M108, is that what that is? Uh, M180? Oh, yeah, the M180. The M180, yeah, right. when, that, when that came out, everyone went, right, that's it, Sans amp killer. And then it kind of disappeared. And then the BB1X came around, and it was like, right... 
Here we go, Sanzamp Killer. And then it yeah, kind of oh, Jay, also you're disappeared. You're to have to wait until Gear of the Year 2018 right. to find out whether it's potentially Gear of the Year. Does this have a... Um, has it got XLR out? Actually, no, it doesn't. Actually, no. I mean, well, there you go then. Right, it does have a balanced out, which you can go XLR, uh, you can go TRS to XLR. Yeah, I mean, if it's if okay, it's balanced, fine, it's then. Kind so of it's balanced out, so it's not an actual physical XLR out, okay. but it's a TRS to XLR. Right, okay. So, a um, couple more bits of base gear, Joe, that I hope you'll give us the lowdown on, and something that we actually talked about closer, well, halfway through the year, I guess. Ibanez SRH500F. <laughs> <laughs> well, why are you laughing? I... I just it's just a ridiculous base. I, I'm ridiculous. Not, I, yeah. So this is a this is a fretless semi-hollow SR base that runs completely oh, off yeah, of complete, um, completely normal. Yeah. This isn't ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Joe. Uh, the, I didn't actually put this on this up. list to begin with, and Joe insisted that it was on there. So it's a deep body as well. So it's like a thick. Can you get an hollow body? That's <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> So it's a thick body piezo only fretless base with an F hole comes in a violin finish. I, I think it is taken the SR shape, which I dislike. They have managed to make it look put it, put, good. Put it in a colour which is even worse than no, the shape. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's got a bit of a mushroom bit, burst it's about it. A little it. bit like. Uh... Okay, so I think at a point when not very many mainstream fretless bases are being produced. Um, you, your kind of choice right now is oh, is sort of gosh. this or a or what? Are you alright? We're just looking at pictures of it. I'm a little bit disappointed it's, it's tuned so in standard. Deep. It's pretty yeah, deep. It's great. I think it's a wonderful instrument. Comes with flat wounds. Comes strung with flats as well. Well, yeah, you'd expect it to with this. Well, I don't know. Tell that to Fender. That's that's not what they string their their fretlesses with. Okay. Yeah, they're doing indeed round wounds. Um, so why why have you chosen this for the list? Um, because it came out this year but okay. uh, <laughs> no because um because the fretless market is so um is, is so sort of there's well there's not a lot it, it going on in the fretless market at the moment and this i think is original unique it sounds great it plays great and uh, it's Ibn is doing a fantastic job of straddling the sort of modern and traditional marketplace okay so a great base so one last thing that you wanted to talk about, the Sire P7 bass. Yeah. Um, who is Sire? So Sire are um, a company that uh, they they approached Marcus Miller a couple of years ago. Uh, Marcus Miller had a, a very popular signature model with Fender, a very popular jazz bass. And they approached him and um, went into discussions about... He wanted to make a bass that was more affordable for, for kids learning to play bass. He wanted to get really involved in sort of people picking up bass as an instrument and the problem that he had was that his signature model with Fender was a thousand pounds like kids weren't going to buy his bass so he partnered up with Sire to make new versions of his signature jazz bass that were super affordable but also had loads and loads of premium features now that was his original um uh I think they were called the V series yeah um and they were they were great very popular he has applied it this year to a his p series which are pj versions of that they come in a range of like absolutely fantastic finishes uh sort of great bodywood block inlays 18 volt active circuits so two nine volts of course in the back <laughs> passive options 
uh, three band active EQ if you want and also sort of you know the, the, the passive EQ there as well as well as mid shifting I mean maybe seven or eight controls on the instrument itself which... there's a lot of controls on there <laughs> um, but you know all for all for kind of five hundred dollars you know for for an instrument so I think they have sorry have managed to create something in that sort of Fender style at like a fraction of the cost that Fender are able to put something out for can I uh, play a horrible um, aesthetic devil's advocate here? Go on. Um, that is a bad headstock. The headstock and, is bad. I love and the a, headstock. And a terrible logo. Yeah, yeah it just I says agree. Marcus Miller. It in looks. A, in a the bad thing font. is, is it looks really cheap. No, it doesn't. The base itself. What are you, talking, the base are you, itself what are you looks looking really at? Good. The the base itself looks great. The block inlays look fantastic. I think it's great that you've got the PJ options there. The bridge looks it's pretty chunky. Um, that headstock look, and you know that that won't bother a lot of people, and that's fine. I am obviously biased because of where I work and what I play, but I think that that headstock that would put me off. It really would. In the same way as I I would really struggle to buy an Epiphone because the headstock puts me off. Can I say a big shout out to them because they offer everything left-handed, uh, which not a lot of base manufacturers yeah. do. Yeah. Not every colour, but every model has got a left-handed version and every model has also got a fretless version as well. Um, so if you prefer that, that is also available. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, Joe, so I'm going to leave this up to you, basically, because I don't think we will help you out a bit with putting these into, uh, you know, getting in so oh, far I as we going to lock choose... something. I thought we were going to lock something in. Yeah, okay, right. right. Yeah. Well, I think I think that we haven't. Uh, the three of us don't have enough uh, 
kind of experience with this stuff to actually lock this down and I kind of feel that next year maybe the best base category might not exist <laughs> well um, they'd have to release some stuff well exactly this is the problem is the, the companies you know who we've got easy access to haven't released any base things that no. have, we've have been of any note and base players just using everyone uses the same pedals. everyone uses a P base yeah. and like no pedals basically so it doesn't <laughs> I, really... I still think that we should be able to lock in lock everything in and I, I don't know about you Mark and Matt but I personally the GS mini base for me is <laughs> well that's, that's what, what I'm going to say what are you Great. saying on this I mean I'm definitely you know I'm, I'm thirding the GS mini base I, uh, well there we go then. I'll if, see you later. <laughs> if, any, if any single base is revolutionised bass players for the masses. <laughs> uh, in in, in all fairness, uh, the thing I've spent the most time with out of all of these is the Yamaha BB734A, which I really liked. I was really impressed by it. So I would suggest that that gets locked in. But I'm happy to turn this category, and I don't know why I'm doing this, I'm happy to turn it over to Joe. I I agree. Joe's no, that's not fair. Come on. Why? I'm because not... he wants it. Because he likes the argy bargy of the whole well, thing. Well, you can argy bargy when we're talking the best accessory. Because there's some there's, there's a lot in the best accessory. Okay. So let's lock in the BB seven three four because I think it's a very very good product. Are we saying the Mustang base as the well? The Mustang base is also a fantastic product. Okay. Um, the Evo one I think is great as well. Yep. Um, and then and we have to get two more. Two more. Dark glass. I think I. I really like the dark. I'd glass. be really keen to see. A, That's a, a product. If nothing I would else, buy. I would like for the dark glass to be um, bookmarked for us to look at it next year and see if we. Yeah. It how whether it has established itself. So what are we locking in, Joe? So I would say out of the rest of these, the dark glass and the fretless Ibanez. Okay. Oh my God. Interesting. Well, so, it, it it doesn't have to be. I think it's fair to say that you haven't had much hands-on time with Sire stuff. Um, um, the actually uh, no, I I have, but only but not with the this the new P. Yeah. So with the with the jazz bass version, yes, but you not hate the jazz bass. I I, re- so. I really think. That if based off of what we just did there with the 2016's best gear of 2017-16, uh, I really think we would benefit from having the the tailor in there, okay. even even just as because that Ibanez is kind of just another Ibanez that you've just there chosen because products. there wasn't very many Ibanezes, I think, I think and I think that the, okay. I think the tailor is is genuine. I'd be happy something with that. different. Okay. Know, even I'd if be it's, happy with I that. Even if it's fifth, I also think because there is such a dearth of base products because Matty liked it so much, yeah. it kind of and but you obviously didn't like it so much. Yeah, we should definitely have it. It needs to You're go right. in fifth. It can't be in the top two, obviously, no, but it needs no. to go in fifth. Yeah. Okay, so if we say that that is fifth on this list, um, let's move that to there. Um, what are we saying for a fourth? I would say the uh, it would have to be the Alpha Omega for yep. me, just as the only product that I've only seen demos of and not mm-hmm. not tried out. Despite I appreciate the impact they're having, yeah, yeah. personally as for a me, brand, and this is this is hard now because I'm I guess the the only one that's trying these products, whereas you guys aren't. Because we could argue about this if you were, but I mean, I'm I've, I've tr- tried the Yamaha and the Offset Mustang. Yeah, but, I'd, um, no, I meant specifically with this dark glass. It. They haven't done enough for me to make me want to take my Sans amp off. But almost, I wonder, I kind of wonder if it's a different thing. I like the Sans amps because I like sounding a bit ampeggy. And I think these, these, are, a bit these are way like more yeah. No, they're way more modern. And it's yeah. the really modern players that are going for Dark Class. And I think maybe the trad guys are still sticking with their Sans amps. Well, because I know um, Dave from Tosca yeah. with Rabia, he uses he's Dark Glass. Now, he's, he's now endorsed by Dark Glass. He's yeah. using the Dark Glass heads, heads and, and stuff. Tabs and he's got well. a really like, well, modern he doesn't, kind of. He, he basically doesn't believe in mids. So yeah. it's uh, so it, it's, it's a perfect product for him, but. which yeah. is strange for a recording engineer. Which he is, you know, you think yeah. he would know that you need a little 
little bit of mid in there, but um, so but if you've got no mids, then well, I guess it means if you, nothing's got any mids. Then I, I mean, it, well, it, what it means is if you don't have any mids on the bass, you can just have a lot of guitars, which I think is what those guys are into. You know, I'm actually having, uh, a established member of the No Mid Society. Right, okay, you, you can know. sort of wander around. Yeah, there's up, <laughs> up and down anywhere, but anywhere but the middle. Yeah, no mids. Just avoid the middle. Um, I'm sensing that the Mark Bass Evo through Evo One could go third on this list. I with don't know. the two bases to fight out at the top how do th- we feel about that I think the Mark Bass is a fan like a, a wonderful product on on paper oh, it's, it's, I'm uh, going to snip on, that on, one out for the uh, Joe for Brenton. the book. what no no on Joe paper Joe Brenton into a Mark Bass pe- no 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 uh, I, I tell you what I tell you what I, I, I don't think it can do I still don't think it can do the, the trad thing I still think Class D's have a long long way to go um, I think in in uh, any band that want to sound in any way like louder or aggressive or have any presence, I don't think there's any place for anything that's class D. I just think the pure flexibility that you get there means that it deserves to be to be on this list. Absolutely, um, absolutely. I really like it. I'm just saying, like, I think it's a fantastic product. I still don't think any digital amplification for bass is good enough. You've got two spaces left: Yamaha BB734A and the Fender Offset Offset Mustang Bass. Oh, it's tough. I've had both of them at my house for ages. I yeah. took both of them to a recording session recently. I really like both of them. I've considered using both of them in polymath. Okay. Um, you are a big BB man. The, I I have been a BB man for a long time, and so I think for that reason, the Yamaha BB has to win this category. Oh, blimey! But um, I absolutely love that offset Mustang. I think it's fantastic. Ooh. And the day, the day that strings are available, short scale, that mean that you can tune anything other than four forty. I will I will play a Mustang. Yeah, but, uh, but as it stands, you can't drop two in short scales. Definitely, the Yamaha is the more flexible of those two, and incredibly well built. Um, yeah, props to Yamaha because I think you know BBs have a lot of love, um, but the recent BB ranges haven't really cut the mustard. Uh, although there's been some fun stuff like that sparkly orange, no doubt uh, signature one that they did. Yeah, um, that's fun, but I think ultimately they hadn't kept up with where they needed to be and I think this new range of BBs um, is doing uh, is Completely. doing a great job of that so cool so that's best bass thing um, from 5 the Taylor GS Mini Bass 4 the Dark Glass Alpha Omega 3 Mark Bass Evo 1 the Fender Offset Mustang Bass at 2 and at number 1 the Yamaha BB734A mm. I think we should take a little break and then we'll do best accessory how do we Okey feel dokey. about that yeah sounds good swag Stur- And we're back with the last opportunity to make it into the final days uh, judging um, in Guitar Nerds Gear of the Year 2017. Um, We're back because the last category that we're judging is Best Accessory. Best Accessory. I mean, this is 
the one vital this is Matt's favourite category every year (laughs) he loves it so um, we've got some things on here I'll read the names out first then we'll discuss them briefly and then we'll wheedle out a top five I think it's seven things so we'll have to chop a couple and then put it into a top five chop it up indeed so the the submissions for best accessory are three monkeys solderless patch cables power cables solderless power cables Um, in fact they they submitted both um, so we can choose whether we want patch cables or power cables. Power cables are a better option. Okay. I think so. I think it's, it's a bit more totally interesting. Okay, yeah. fine. So the soulless power cables, the Dario pedal tuner, the Nomad Music Octopus multi-tool, the Boss patch cable soulless system, the Ernie Ball Paradigm slinkies, uh, the Moore radar and the Soundbrenner Pulse wearable metronome. There's actually some good stuff on there. <laughs> I was just thinking like, oh, if we got to cut two, I don't know which two I want to cut. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the three monkeys solderless power cables. Yeah. So Matt, you had a look at them. Yep, and I actually put one together yesterday. And I think this is the the one thing, right? So you can get solderless patch cable kits, and there's loads of people that do them, and there's one on this list, and it's and it's great. But no one really does a cut to length power cable. So you can do that on the gig rig modular power system, but it's fairly expensive. Yeah. But if you've got I don't know, a Voodoo Labs or a fuel tank or something, sometimes the cables they give you are either way too short or Mm -hmm. way too long. And underneath your pedalboard, you end up with a bunch of mess and they get pulled out and they become confusing and tangled. This basically is a cut-to-length power cable system. I was like, I wonder how that'll actually work. You literally just screw the end onto the cable. Yeah. I push it in, you don't have to like use a screwdriver, you don't have to... You just cut it to the length, and it literally just screws on with five turns. I was like, and it works. I was like, that is brilliant. Yeah, I was very impressed by just how neat the whole package was. My only thing with it is they don't give you enough... They only give you two foot of cable and four plugs. That's two one-foot power cables. And I'm like, if you're kind of trying to do a a really neat system, you need to buy quite a lot of it. Yeah, wouldn't it be better to get... a bigger pack. Yeah, get like a ream of... uh, Maybe not... Yeah, well, well, maybe. I I would say maybe do like 20 foot of power cable because you've probably got more power cable than you do patch cables because generally patch cables are really short. Um, And do like 10 plugs, but with like 20 foot of cable. Yeah. I don't think many people are going to buy four plugs, two feet of cable, unless you're just patching one small thing on your pedal board but i think mm. it's an ease of use and actually the power cable is like a fairly thick patch cable yeah so it, it's far more sturdy than it's, your run-of-the-mill dc cable it's definitely a great product my only concern is the price because when you do get up to length like you're talking about there it starts to get quite pricey so if it's you're 14 dollars, i think for one uh, well effectively what you could make is two one foot power cables yeah yeah which um you know it's not crazy money and if you're wiring up a pro board i don't i don't think it's beyond the realms i don't think it's too expensive for that mm. but if you're just starting out and you're thinking i want to get clean up my board a bit it, you could end up spending quite a lot of money on this yeah um when you might not necessarily but i think want i to. think where it's actually come in handy where i've put a couple of boards together recently and i've seen a couple of people suggest it is if you've got a really small pedal board I don't know, like a Nano, and it's got six pedals on it. One of them happens to be a TU3, but you've only got a five-way daisy chain. You can use one of these to go out of the TU3 into the other pedal and then just use a normal daisy chain against yeah. the other four or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's quite handy for that. It's a very cool product. I just think they need to maybe refine how you actually the buy The package them. that you get. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joe Branson, you've spent some time yes. with the Dodario pedal tuner. Yeah, okay, so it's a great-looking tuner. I, I kind of... Uh, it's 
look it's a bit iphone-y so the whole thing's like a it's like a glass topped tuner so it's just the glass top and then sort of the the foot switch the on off foot switch so i guess kind of in that sort of similar modern style and size to the uh the tc polytune mini it's not mini because it's longer but it's yeah it's slim it's designed for people with big pedal boards because it's 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 making itself a smaller a slimmer size so that you can fit more other stuff on mm. whilst maintaining a large display certainly i absolutely love the tu3 i think it's a, a completely quintessential and, and 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 now that i now that i use the ms3 i just use the tuner on that to be yeah. honest but um I, the 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 TU3 does have a dated display, yeah. Like in comparison to the 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 pedal train, the 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 uh, the TC, yeah. Um, the TC was kind of revolutionary because they were like, well, we're going to make it really big, so you can see it anywhere and really bright, and that's what Dodario have gone after the same the same thing. So I think it's a fantastic looking, good size, excellent tuner that is certainly a kind a a run. Uh, it's it's in it's in the it's in the right place. Like it's it's no one ever manages to come close to Boss or TC for tuners, and yeah. I think this actually is something that should be considered. I don't know if it's different enough for me from the TC. Like Worth I, mentioning, I, price-wise, it's in the same ballpark as well. They're sixty-five pounds, mm. so you know, for not much more, I think you can get a TU three, yeah, or the uh, maybe even cheaper the um, Polytune, yeah. Um, so exactly. So so for for kind of from that perspective I think it's in an awkward position yeah. because I think I think Boss and TC are both so established as being the company that you go to for yeah actually uh, for tuning TU3 is the cheapest really out of the, the Polytune Mini and the Dario and definitely the yeah. only one out of the three that would survive being thrown against a wall well yeah. we need to try that at some yeah. point that's a video for you <laughs> yeah there you go but, um, yeah but, st- but nonetheless a great product like a great tuner but I think just a really tough market. Yeah, I think you're going up being some big competition, really. Yeah, exactly. definitely, definitely. Uh, no, Matt, the Nomad Music Octopus Multi Tool. Yeah, so this came up um, on a Premier Guitar press release some time ago, and I just messaged him. Was like, I think this is a really cool product. They also did the polish that I know you really liked, and I gave you a bottle of, and the, I've got a bottle of the one guitar system, um, which is amazing. And I was like, yeah, let's let's check it out. And they sent it to us, and I was like. As a gig bag tool, I was like, I think it's, I just think it's brilliant. It's, it's not like, the one thing I hate is when you get those multi-tools that are like everything folds out like a Swiss Army knife, and then you don't really have enough length on like the Allen keys or the screwdriver to actually yeah, yeah, make yeah. it usable, where this has gone, right, what are the eight most essential tools that you basically need <laughs> to fix a guitar in a quick situation, and we'll just put it on one tool. So the end is like four different sized hex wrenches that do fit into both a strat jack socket and a telly yeah that's the most impressive bit about this whole thing i think yeah so it will it will tighten up a jack you know a strat jack socket if you need to the screwdriver end pulls out and is reversible so it's either flathead um or phillips and yeah i just think that it, it's it's not like i'm gonna be a tech and here's <laughs> here's my only tool that i need i think it's just like oh something's broken on stage and i need to like quickly tighten up my strap button or I need to like tighten up the jack on my guitar yeah, or something yeah. like that so just and you know for twelve ninety nine. Yeah, yeah I mean they're as low as £9.70 yeah, at the moment and, but so. like I said I think the nice thing is they haven't gone for that Swiss Army knife design where because I've got something those. similar to that and it's so annoying because you're like I want to use the screwdriver but 
it like it feels horrible to hold normally and if you kind of bend at an angle you don't really get any like and then you also just run the risk it. of it slipping and like mm-hmm. crushing your hands yeah. the worst thing in the world or even worse marking your guitar well exactly yeah, yeah. Um, I love music nomad I don't know if you know the background to them but basically they were started by a guy who uh, was he worked in the car polish industry like he made car polishes um, and he but he was also a musician and he was just like do you know what all the polishes for instruments are crap compared to guitar polishes so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take car ev- polishes everything I've learned from my car polish and I'm just going to make instrument friendly versions of those and that's what the Music Nomad range is and honestly that the one it's called the Guitar One polish is one of the best things you can buy for guitar like, I think it's legitimately one of the best accessories you can buy unfortunately it didn't come out this year it's been out for quite some time <laughs> yeah. um, but the Octopus looks like again they've just thought about it you know it's it's a screwdriver essentially yeah. but it's got different attachments and it's got different wrenches built into it I'm gonna have to get one of these this looks awesome yeah really yeah, good yeah I think it was and they also sent us one of their like little body polishing cloths as well which I thought was quite cool but this was definitely the best thing of the um of the two they released this year Matt and Joe have you used I mean Matt I know you have the Bost patch cable solderless system um, I wanted to get another perspective Joe have you used them um, I no okay no, good I Matt tell us about them okay so I've been a long time George L cable user yeah and I just totaled up the amount of George L cables I've got and this is actually quite scary I've got 47 complete George L patch cables right now. They're 4.99 per plug. Bear in mind I've been buying them for 10 years. But when you think how much that is and that's not even including the cable or the little plastic caps. And the thing is is they've, you know, and they've lasted and have been absolutely fine. But now that I've gone or when I went to the ES8 for a switching system, they're because they're the oldest solderless patch cable kit, they've also got the biggest footprint yeah yeah so they don't fit in switching systems very well and you can go straight plug but it means i have to replace half of the plugs with straight ones and actually the when um the regional prototypes these i was like oh you should be able to make them right angled or straight Mm -hmm. so they put a little notch in them and you can literally just bend them over for right angle or they can come out the back of a switcher straight and they've got the smallest one of the probably one of two of the smallest um footprints on solderless cables really easy to put together my only downside with them is um they tighten up with a little grub screw and it's a very small grub screw so if you're kind of not as nimble with your fingers as i am like a big clumsy oaf you can (laughs) well the um can the grub screw be tightened by the uh nomad music octopus multi-tool no but they do come with a screwdriver so they come with the correct screwdriver and actually the reason nomad music octopus multi-tool already (laughs) Out of date. <laughs> Already out of date. Um, but Rendered I useless. But um, one thing is, I decided to replace my whole board with the Boss Patch cables, and I just bought the bulk system, the bulk set that we sell, which is 150 foot of cable and 100 plugs. How much does that cost? Well, I pay. Well, trade, don't, so. yeah, don't, <laughs> don't let us know what you pay. Um, but. I, th- I think it's cool. I think if you're using switching systems, I think it's very cool. But also, if you want to fit everything on a small board and you're using normal jack cables, these fit together. So if you put two together side by side, even with the cable, they're they're about the same footprint as a, a fairly chunky nitric jack. Yeah, the, having a look at some pictures here, it does look 
like a micro. pretty solid system. Yeah, and it's really easy to put together, and the quality's really good. Yeah. Um, something else that, uh, well, one thing that I tried this year, um, I've switched over to Ernie Ball Paradigm Slinkies, regular Slinkies on uh, my Les Paul. Can I get a snake oil? No, they're really good. Right. They're really good right. um, because they have lasted for ages on my Les Paul. Obviously, I haven't tested them in the way that they have suggested testing them, like, you know, like hang... Like, Dangling them off a building. Yeah, like hang off a building or hang, you know, root loop them around a tree branch and hang on them they say that they're basically indestructible I obviously haven't been able to test that but as a set of strings they feel phenomenal ouch the price though they are quite expensive (laughs) Um, but you know it just depends how much longer you think you're going to get out of them and to be fair I have had a fair amount of use out of them and they have been sat in my living room and my flats you know it's not I just I wouldn't say it's particularly damp, but it's not it's, it's a basement flat. So I I think that they've lasted a long time and uh, they feel great to play. They feel as nice as regular slinkies, but they've got all these added benefits. So I just I'm not having any problems with power slinkies. I don't know why well, there's a product to I think compete that, with a product that's the most popular product in in the world. Can I if, if, This if, this is the funny thing, right? So I've I've I used balanced tensions for ages and then I yeah, got sent then I got sent some strings from uh, string joy which I've used for ages and I wanted to change strings on my valentine but I'd run out and my mate gave me a set of rotor sounds and I was like put those on and I was like actually a string's just strings and I'm being an idiot oh I can't I can't go along with that no I because I can't use rotor well. sounds I, was... yeah, but I put them on and I was like these sound really good and yeah. I'm like but then I'd only change my guitar strings well, they probably won't once every weeks. six months and they don't actually I never break guitar strings, and I, I never rust guitar strings. I would, I'd be interested to get some feedback from people that are using these paradigms out in the wild. People that break strings all the time, because I tend not. How to are they different? How it. are they different to the elixirs, though? In terms of like, do they still rust or they're not? They're, my understanding they with these, but these are, it's not a coating. It's not. It's, it's a way that the. The core, string is it's the way made. that the core is but the it, core of the string is. But put so together. does that mean the winding can still come undone? No, so they are. All of they're protected against all of those things. Right. Supposedly, this is the claim. And to be fair, like I said, I've had no um, corrosion on there. I haven't broken one. Haven't. I've had no windings break at the bridge or anything like that. And I've used it a fair amount. So, I, I, the exper- experiment that I've done with it, it's all worked very, very mm. well. How much are they per set? Eighteen ninety nine. Which is expensive for a set of guitar strings, I guess. What's a regular set of Ernie Ball? Six pound. Well, five yes. pound. Yeah, yeah. So there is a premium on there. Um, I think what we need to do is weigh up whether it's and it's th- worth it. I think the thing is that people maybe. I mean, I guess it's designed to stop people who gig regularly changing their strings all the time. But people who like fresh strings are probably still going to want to put fresh strings on, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I always when I was behind the till in the shop, my whenever people come in and say, "Look, I always buy regular slinkies or I always buy super slinkies. Is there anything else I should be getting instead?" I'd always recommend trying something different, and that, my opinion has never has, has never changed. I, I would say if something like this comes out and you're interested, give it a go. Yeah. Re- yeah. I mean, realistically, yeah. how much extra? Uh, yeah. Okay. Fine. These are these are eighteen quid rather than rather than five quid. If you are constantly going into a guitar shop and buying your strings from the same people, they will probably do you a deal on a set of strings that is something new for you to try. Yeah. I, and that is I, I, that comes down to um, the benefits of always dealing with a guitar shop as opposed to just you know maybe always dealing online 
Mm. Obviously, different people are in different situations. But if you can build up a relationship with someone, I always think it's worth trying to do because you will get those benefits. Yeah, absolutely. We've mentioned it already in an earlier podcast, but on this list is the Moore Radar. Now, this is in a pedal format, but as we said, it's not really a pedal as such. It's an uh, a cab modelling pedal, but because it doesn't... I think the way that we've always kind of done this is if you can't really use it on its own. So yeah. this, for example, you can't just plug a guitar straight into this. It has to go into a preamp um, to... Well, actually... You can plug a guitar straight in, but it, I think cause it's got some power amp models, but you need a preamp model to actually like give you sure. a shape. Sure, exactly. So I think this is an accessory. It's like an add-on to a pedal board. Yeah. I don't think this is a pedal. So, Matt, tell us about the radar. So basically, micro pedal, cab simulator with 30 different speaker cab models, 11 different mics, four different power amps, completely customizable EQ, totally capable of plugging in your own IRs as well which is okay. something that you can even do on the Helix you can load yep. in your own impulse responses 36 user presets PC editor and it supports headphone and line out which I think is the key because you can put it at the end of your board and if you just want to hear it plug you, some just, headphones in. you just plug some headphones in I might get one of these you know I was just thinking I about I don't that. think they're tons of money if I remember rightly um, yeah they're £110 okay um, but the, the cool thing is, it's basically got a smaller version of the GE200 screen on it. So it's a full color screen that's an easy to use menu. The button also works as the control knob that you can cycle oh, through yeah, the menu. Oh, yeah, so it does. And um, yeah, you can basically different, you can create, you, you can load in your own IRs. Like I said, so if you've got IRs that you really like from, say, your Helix, but you're putting together a micro board to travel abroad and you still want the same impulse responses you can just load them into this yeah this is a neat product I think, I think is- it's a, co- a really cool product definitely I was thinking like how can I, how, I as soon as I saw it I was like is there any way I can utilize something like that but the thing is you wouldn't plug it into a cab because it's a cab simulator so it's designed to go into sure, like yeah. a PA or something yeah yeah but I just thought that is a cool product for recording or definitely Definitely. Just putting together a tiny board and you just want to hear it through headphones. Well, I guess, you know, consider what we've been using, which is the Two Notes Torpedo Cab, which is yeah. 300 and something pounds. Or you take something like, I mean, this is a fairly radical setup, but it's still not going to cost you tons of money. If you bought something like the DV Mark Raw Dog, because you want that power, it's got the preamp output. So if you're like, well, I want the, the preamp, the really simple preamp, but yeah. I want to go into something much lower powered for recording or for headphones. Yeah, and you've definitely. got a ton of different cab models. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, if you had a like a class D based amp or solid state amp, you yeah. could use the preamp from that into this and then out into headphones. Yeah, that's a neat little thing. Yeah, I'm into it. One last thing on here: the sound Brenner Pulse Finally. wearable. Yeah. Finally, oh, I'm on, so annoyed oh, when we started this and I, I saw it at the bottom of the list. I'm I, so excited I about this product. I don't even know what this is. Tell okay, me what okay, this is. okay, fine. Right, so. This is a, this is actually a great accessory product. So the um, the the Sandbrenner uh, Pulse is a a, a watch like metronome that vibrates. So it's a vibrating metronome because of yes. course you don't need to hear it. You can feel it whilst you play. And and, and sort of scientifically, they're supposed to be it's supposed to be easier for you to keep perfect time with the with the the sense of feeling than it is uh, audibly anyway it's a cracking product when um when me and mary spender got to gitcon the mary first spender person we met yep yeah absolutely right with the first person we met uh to get a lift to the place which was like a couple of hour drive when we got to germany 
was Colin from CS Guitars. Yeah. Um, and he had one of these on his wrist, and I had no idea, like, what it was. I was, And, and you know, you were sort of meeting people and making friends. I was like, that is a very strange watch. And it wasn't. It was his... Uh, his metronome and he he showed me how to use it it was it was great because you can set the tempo either by simply tapping the the watch on your the watch on your wrist or by rotating it but also crucially it comes with an app a smartphone app you can also uh, so you can uh, set the tempo but you can sync it through doors as well okay like if you want to use it for recording and i think that's where it becomes an actually really usable tool so you, so you can use it as a click in the yes, studio so you or, don't have to worry about click bleed on headphones and you don't have to wear headphones. Or no, you, I yeah, so. I mean, you you could use it live if you wanted to all be in sync, but not use IEMs. And that's the other thing. Yeah, you can sync up to five of these together via right. Bluetooth, so full bands or orchestras can play using this together yeah, without this having this the, the problem yeah. of audio. I think that's wicked. And, and what actually, fantastic! I really like that you can buy a body strap. So if you're a drummer and you don't want to wear it on your wrist because yeah. your wrist moving all the time, you can actually strap it to your chest and then place it wherever you feel most comfortable or where you feel the vibration more. Yeah, to get a better feeling of it. Exactly. I think it's a, a, it's great, and it's not stupid money. No, I mean, no, it's, it's eighty pounds, isn't it? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's ninety nine dollars. So, but it's 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 unique. It's something new. It's different. But it's I think it actually is dealing with something to make it better. Well, it's yeah, dealing with the concept of of metronomes and making it. I'm better. into this in a big way. Yeah, when you're fantastic. practicing to a metronome and you're looking at that needle, I think you focus so much on the visual side of it. And you also then try and focus on the audio side of it that I think it does put you off. Where if yeah. you can just feel it and you can sit there, it's almost like jamming to a beat buddy or a Yeah, exactly, track. exactly. Uh, and, and listeners, if you are interested in checking it out, Colin from CS Guitars has a, a really great uh, sort of demo video of it on his channel. And I believe, because he also, he obviously, other than his very successful YouTube channel, he makes guitars. I think he's got a deal with uh, with. Uh, with Soundbrenner at the moment so I think you can type CS Guitars into Soundbrenner's website and get a discount on oh. the uh, on the the metronomes as well so there we go. yeah they are pretty cool so shall we break this list down because there's seven things in this list there's two things that we need to cut what would we like to cut out of that list is there anything obvious that we want to cut um I would say because maybe it's not totally refined as a sellable in-store product yet. Maybe the soldless power cables. Okay, interesting. I think they're really cool, but I just. But is there is there anything know. competing with that? In, I see. Well, maybe not. I, yeah. I well, then agree. maybe maybe because I wouldn't necessarily. I think they're. And you could say. I guess I could say the same thing about the boss patch cables. There's a lot of other great boss patch. I yeah. mean, there. There's another. There's a, a lot of other great boss products out there. That yeah, you could be and there's also there's a lot of soldless patch cables, and it's very difficult to kind of. You know, some people are just very set on the ones they want. I definitely go and they're worth going trying out. But in terms of other products in here, I mean, I, I would I would instantly knock off the Dodario pedal tuner. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I think it, it's not as good as it's not the it, other two, the big two. Yeah, it, it was it was a great product. It's incredibly. It's a tough marketplace, yeah. and much, I don't think it? it's better. It's, Six, it's the, sixty-five. So it's. it's yeah. I think it's, 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 it's the same money. Tough. It's the that's, same money. I tough. think. I think as much as I loved it, I would. I would still go TC for the display, and I'd still go boss Korg for the. For the <laughs> yeah. for I'd the, still go boss for trusting that it would never break. The yeah. Classic yeah. D- Korg D10. Yeah. The yeah. D10 RW Rosewood. Yeah. Like one hundred ninety quid. Yeah. Do you know my my guitarists? 
uh, TU2 recently broke. What? And I know, I know. And I got him a TU3. He's ha- owned the TU2 like since whenever. Like, yeah. so it pr- probably bought it when it first came out sort of thing. And he sort of gave it to me like with a load of other crap. And I was like, God, I think I might have to like get this framed or something. Like a broken TU2. That's yeah. got to be... How many broken TU2s can it's, there be? You send it off for a price. <laughs> um, I I spent New Year's hanging out with um, my friend. Uh, I don't believe it. My friend uh, and uh, uh, infrequent podcast guest Ed McNulty from the band Beach Slang. Uh, him and the guitar player in Beach Slang, Aurora, and uh, they recently, uh, whilst they were on tour, they got uh, they got they had their van broken into and they had loads of their stuff nicked. And Aurora was saying that uh, she had her TU two nicked and she bought TU three and. <laughs> He's trying to find a second anti you too. I don't understand this. I've seen people I, say I, this in the past. And I'm like, said, that's, that's what I said as well. I don't rubbish. understand it. It's I, not actually. It, it, the TE3 is a far superior. I tune. completely yeah, like, that's exactly what I said. I understand. I understand people sort of claiming that sort of like mythical feel concept with pedals. Like it's a tuner. Yeah, but yeah. it's a tuner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you can literally test how good it is. <laughs> if so we only need to take one product off. Yeah. The thing is, I like the Boss Patch Cable System more than I like the the strings. I think this power. As much as I really like the Paradigm Slinkies, I agree that they're a lot of money and maybe they don't fit on this list. I, you know, a lot of people. But but the thing is, as much as I I personally think it's a little bit of snake oil, I that doesn't seem to be public opinion. Like everyone is shifting yeah, over to Paradigm. Completely. I just I just think I like all the other stuff on here more than I like the Paradigm Slinkies. I'm never going to wear a metronome. Oh, yeah, but I, I'm never going to wear a metronome. No, I, no, but it's not I just can, fit. Yeah, but I'm not either. I would, because yeah, I'm I probably would. never going to practice. But in terms of an amazing accessory How, for modern musicians, we never. I, God, I might get one. I've, I'm going to buy one so now. Rarely I'm going to buy I, one whilst we podcast. So rarely did we ever get asked about metronomes whilst working but in the guitar I don't, shop. I don't think this is for just a regular guitar shop thing. I think this, this is, is something that musicians. bands that might you know be touring that don't wear IEMs. I can see people I doing this. I don't think so. I think you're. I think. I don't think so. I th- I think this as well. Working oh, in shop, I could only is, get it from Toman. I think the th- the thing is as well is that maybe oh maybe not, but the the real serious hardcore people who practice a lot who are make their life out of being a musician rather than being more of like a casual musician. Is that I who listens this to this podcast? No, but that's not necessarily about who listens to this podcast. It's about the best accessory this year. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think, and it, and it, and it's totally different to anything else on this list as well. I, 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 I'm inclined to agree. I think the paradigm strings are really good. I think that they, they, for me, that I've had really good results with them. But I understand that they're a lot of money. And are they? Would I recommend to someone just walking in like you have to buy these over a set of regular slinkies? Probably not. Whereas no, no, no. Of course not. No, no. I, I just, I feel, no I, I, to be honest with you, I feel quite uninspired by all of the selections. I, I'm, in I'm here. actually not. I feel the opposite. Of that. See, no, I, I actually think it's some of the best I've accessories got, we've had. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, are any of these products this time next year going to be in the top five? of 2018's best gear of 2017 barefoot buttons did come out nowhere but that's what I'm saying thing. that's what but, I'm saying but we wouldn't have said that about barefoot buttons last year yeah. no like, no no but, I, but that's the point next that's year, the point you're supposed to grow here. from these you're, yeah, supposed, okay. to, you're supposed to and, uh, yeah, but and we won't know unless we give it the award that, next year we'll all be sitting around this table wearing Soundbrenner pulses that <laughs> that octopus multi-tool I think is incredible that's, I think that's a, that's a good that's a good shout Actually, with, the, with, the, with something like the Soundbrenner, how long is it going to take for someone like Apple to basically just go, we'll just 
Why don't we just make an app? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, is there haptic feedback in the watch? Because if there is, you could just do it with the watch. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that's another thing. I think the things on here that are guaranteed for me are the Octopus Multi-Tool. How do we feel about that? Yeah, Yeah, sure. I I thought it was very cool. Um, the more radar, I think we should. Yeah, I thought it was a great product. Uh, the I think the solderless power cables solve a problem that no, no one else is. Lock in the pulse. If you're going to lock in some power well, cables, but I mean, well, that's... like the power cables are that is the the most interesting most interesting thing on that list without a doubt for me. See so, you now. I like them, but I just say the product may... Actually, the product is finished. I just think they need to refine how you can buy them. Yeah, agree. agreed. But that's that's agreed. fine, that's fine. But then again, it's doing something different, it's doing something unique, and that's what the, the Metronome's doing as well. For me, it's between the Paradigm Slinkies and the Boss Soldless Patch Cables. To go or to stay? To go. Because I think the Metronome should be on this list. I'd rather the Slinkies go. Because once again, I just I can't see myself it's, selling I mean, a set of the stri- those I th- strings. I think we're... we're there it's two sides of the same coin it's another it's it's a company doing actually i think if anything probably the i suppose they both do two different things i mean only ball is a different type of string Mm -hmm. the boss patch cables are there's a lot of companies that do solderless patch cables but if as what matt's saying you can go from angled you can do angled or straight that does solve a problem Mm -hmm. for you know, the people who've bought ES8s and gig rig switching yeah. systems and Carl Martin Octa switches and stuff like that. So yeah, for sure, I understand that. But I can see that I can see the benefit in both. Well, for me, the one out of those that needs to go is is the the pulse. So I'll. Oh, right. No, but, but that's fine. That's well, fine. I, I, I would I would say I I really like both the the paradigms and the and the solderless. And whilst I'm happy for us to pick one, just to, just in sort of defence of them. Yeah, I agree. It's another solderless kit, but. It'll be the first solderless kit that's actually good that's made by a major brand. No, the Daddario one was good. The Daddario one wasn't. No, it, it didn't wasn't. fit in in ES8s. I had to no, take mine back. W- didn't fit in an MS3. Didn't fit in the most popular. Didn't unit. fit how? No, the ch- the, 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 the Daddario ones with the had the massive planet waves, yeah. huge uh, chunky end pieces. Yeah, yeah. That was I, it. I bought a set of those because I was like, do you know why I don't use those George L ones? Because I can't be bothered to buy stuff that I can't get through work, and they're they're a, a mini company. So I, I want to buy patch cables that are from a major brand. I mean, no one has done, like, no major brand has done solderless kits until now, and I think this is a game changer because I think you have to know about George L to get George yeah, L yeah. cables. Oh, and I don't think this, anyone knows about it. This is the thing about Boss is that realistically, the reason so many professionals use Boss is because you can go into any store in the world and get them. Yeah, and, get it. and I guess that's the thing. If you move over to Boss solderless patch cables, basically you can probably go into any store. And get them. And oh, get completely, them. I th- completely. I think we leave the boss cables on. I think Fair we enough. take the slinkies off. They're really an, a great addition to the slinky family. Um, but realistically, you know, even if they are markedly better than um, just a regular slinky, how much better are they than like? the titaniums and the uh, what was the other cobalts yeah. yeah is it is it that much different but it's not just that they're, they're definitely better for Ernie Ball but I do think there are like as soon as you're getting into this territory like there are other companies that are doing strings aimed at this like you could look at like GHS and like more sort of boutique premium companies that are well, making like strings Stringjoy you know have yeah. a completely custom set exactly. made up for the, about this the same isn't money. new it's just new for Ernie Ball sure. who are a budget string company right we need to rank these and then we need to have a break and then we move on to tomorrow's final so what are we saying number five on this this list I think it's got to be the boss kit right because that's yep. the one we ummed and ahmed about yep. the most um, number four um, what are we 
I would say the power cables. Power cables. Yeah, I think so too. Jay, are we... Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what I think should be. Next, should, but that's fine. Should we then go with the the metronome? Because that's really? the one. No, I, I'd, See, I, 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 I think the metronome is the one. best thing. I think yeah. it's the best accessory to come out this year. It's the only thing that's actually like a true accessory. That, I think the radar definitely. For me, the radar should be number one because I think at least two of us on this table are like. But it's not really an uh, accessory. But it, I think it is in the what way that then? we define it. Is it a pedal? Cab. Sim. <laughs> 2018's gear of the year the cab sim category I think if for the purposes of this gear of the year this needs to live in best accessory because it is a pedal but it's not generating its own sound you need to have other things this is something that you could tag onto a pedal board or a rig it's an accessory to those things yeah. it's not a pedal itself personally I think I mean, I'm happy with the Octopus Multi-Tool going third. I'm happy for that. I don't mind. I, I, don't, I, I don't understand how you guys are getting so excited about a, a, a wearable metronome. I think that is... It's like, a great accessory. The, it's a useful... The, the, that's because so I was, boring. Uh, but I, I, was, yeah, but I was shown it and introduced it. How many times have you ever in your life practiced a metronome? Well, well exactly. And, not. Exactly. exactly. And, and for punk a, rock, you don't even record to metronomes. But to, but to a, a wide range of musicians who want to sort of improve their technicality, I think this is a usable and tool. And they're pitching it to session musicians, so they're not playing to a click. So I, th- I think it's like we we just we just physically won't see the bigger picture because it's not something we're ever going to use. But I think as a whole, I think it's a... I, I can stand behind it being at number two. I don't think I can stand behind it being at number one. I think the radar... Jay thinks it's a literal number two. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that for me, the radar has to win. How would you feel about we do the boss patch cables at number five three monkey monkeys soldless monkeys it's been a long day <sighs> three monkeys soldless three power cables at four <laughs> nomad music octopus what mul- was that movie with Bruce Willis in oh twelve monkeys twelve monkeys the nomad music octopus multi tool at three the Soundbrenner Pulse wearable metronome at two and the Moore radar at one how do we feel about that as the lineup for best accessories, sure Listen, if, I can if, get behind that. If everyone else thinks that the the metronome should be number one, I'm, I don't. I'm, I don't think it should be number one. I think I the should, I be think should be number one. one. We think, think it should be number one. If you, I mean, but, if you two but, think it should, no, then... no, but you think it should be number five, and you think it should be number two, and I think that that weighs that, it up yeah, enough I think that, for yeah, us to put okay, it at yeah, two. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, well, there we go. The best accessory rundown of 2017. Wait, can we keep going on about the metronome? Because I think Jay's getting really annoyed. So uh, be no, nice I'm, annoyed I'm, <laughs> mate, I'm at home. I don't think we can do this all night as far as I'm concerned. I am literally buying one right now. Number five, Boss Patch Cable Soldless System. Number four, the Three Monkeys Soldless Power Cables. The Nomad Music Octopus oh, Multi-Tool. Right. At two, the Soundbrenner Pulse Wearable Metronome. Have you really just bought one? <laughs> I just hit buy now. <laughs> and at number one, the Moore Radar Cab Sim pedal. And what a day it's been. Um, it seems like today's been the longest one. And actually, I think it might... This isn't the longest one, but it no, feels no, like the longest one. Longer. Join us tomorrow when we run down the... The final. I'm going to put the last two the things in 2017. here. 2017. So... What will win? The possible things that could win 2017's Gear of the Year are the Epiphone SL, the Tate Effects Tate Brexit, the Orange Rocker 32, the... E- Wait, why is Wait. Tate Brexit in there? 
Because it was number two on the listener's choice. listener's choice. It was two on the listener's choice. Okay. What so happened to all the ones in number one? Are they underneath because of the way I've copied it in? So, uh-huh. Epiphone SL, uh, Let's Pull SL, the Tate FX Brexit, the Orange Rocker 32, the Echoline Everest Drive, the Fender Offset Mustang Bass, the Ernie Ball Sterling, uh, Music Man Sterling Valentine, the Boss MS3, the EVH 5153 15 watt LBX2, the Electroharmonic Canyon, the Yamaha BB734A, the Moore Radar, and the Soundbrenner Pulse wearable metronome. Woo! Join us tomorrow. All of those will go into a showdown, and that we will judge three of them as our bronze, silver, and gold winners for 2017. See you tomorrow. Blimey. Good lord. Cheers, Bye. gang. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.